Hello, everybody. You're listening to 99th of Maine, uh, Anderson's favorite podcast. Uh, this is where the majority lives. Welcome to the neighborhood. In the studio with me tonight, as per usual, my buddy Brad. Uh, Jesse, the Hurricane Hummerkhouse, is going to be doing the weather for us. And I got my buddy Drew in here with me today. Drew, how are you? Good. It's good to see you again, Drew. I'm uh, going to talk about a lot of things here, give you some information. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is uh, on January 27th, 1945, you had the liberation of Auschwitz, which was uh, a Nazi concentration camp located in Poland that was liberated by the Red Army, which that's the Russians. And I think it's important to understand the historical significance of this event because over six million people were exterminated in these concentration camps. Sad state of affairs. So Brad, with that, what are you thinking? There was, I think there was 1.3 million prisoners in Auschwitz, Randy. I think 1.1 million of them were killed. Now, was that in one big camp? Well, Auschwitz, Auschwitz is made up of like several different camps. It's got like uh, three main camps, like Auschwitz One, Auschwitz Two, and Auschwitz Three, and 40 satellite camps. So there was over a million people spread out over those over Co- those 40 correct. camps. Correct. Now, something that somebody, some people may not know, and, and I know a lot of people read this book growing up, is called The Diary of Anne Frank. And Anne Frank and her sister uh, were um, detainees they, in, in Auschwitz camp and were liberated or, or moved to uh, Treblinka, Bergen-Treblinka. They and, di- I believe they died there. Died of typhus at that second location. And uh, it wasn't only Jews that were killed at these camps, but they killed Slavic people, they killed Magyars, they killed Gypsies, who they refer to sometimes as Roma people. And so uh, a lot of people died, and uh, we, wanna, we wanna talk about uh, um, that just a little bit and remember uh, that event in history. And we want to uh, send our uh, well wishes to the family members of those people that were detained in those camps for all those years. You know, there was a, a movie, if you haven't seen this movie, well, it's an old movie uh, with uh, Dustin Hoffman in it, and it's called The Marathon Man. If you want a movie that that uh, uh, it has a little historical significance to it, that's very entertaining. Uh, it's a very thrilling movie. Uh, and uh, watch the marathon man and you'll see about how some of these people that live through this come into contact with some of the people that were in charge of these camps years later after world war ii was over so that's our little history lesson today on now uh, now randy you you know you said they were liberated on january 27th of 1945. nine days before that the Germans completely abandoned Auschwitz. Yes. Before the Russians got, they knew it was over. Yeah, and, and if I, my history serves me correctly, if my memory serves me correctly on the history, I think the Germans gave people an option when they abandoned those camps to either stay there and they would fend for themselves or to move on to another camp. Well, and that's, that's another interesting thing. After it was liberated by the Red Army, these people had to find their own way home. Yeah, that nobody helped these folks. Right, not 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 out of Auschwitz, they did not. Yeah, and and, and they started they, they stopped gassing 
the Jews in October of 1944 at Auschwitz too. Yes, but uh, they put a lot of a lot of those people in the gas chambers. They beat them to death. They they performed medical experiments on, on them. So uh, it was just uh, horrific. And I hope the world never sees anything like that again. I mean, could you try? Could you imagine trying to find your way home after that? Well, Mount Mount, uh, you know, you're malnourished. You're you're weak. You're sick. You probably got disease. Yeah, and you don't know where you're at. Correct. <laughs> yeah, Not you're... to mention the trauma that they oh, probably right. have experienced. It's probably terrifying to be free and not know what to do. And so I don't want you. To, I don't want this to put you in a down mood. But you need to understand that this happened, and we can never let it happen again. And January in Poland, I assume it's cold. Oh, absolutely. I imagine so. Yeah. So uh, that's our little. Uh, uh, story on Auschwitz and, and our remembrance of, of the terrible things that went on there. And at this time, uh, Jesse, why don't you tell us about the forecast for uh, the end of January here and the 1st of February. Sure. So um, tonight we'll actually probably see a little bit of light snow flurries. Um, we'll see a low of 30. Um, going into tomorrow, kind of the same thing, a little bit of snow flurries, but I think that will change over to rain through the afternoon. See a high of 36 tomorrow, a low of 32. Saturday the 1st, uh, light precipitation, mostly rain. Once again, could see a few snow flurries in there, but there will be no accumulation from any of this. A high of 40 on, on Saturday, a low of 32. And then we'll get much warmer on Sunday with sunny skies and a high of 52. Monday, mostly cloudy, but no precipitation, high of 55. Um, Tuesday, we will see the next chance for some rain. Um, it'll be rather rainy all day uh, through the evening hours. Um, but it'll still be warm, a high of 52 and a low of 32 going into next Wednesday. And that could be the next chance for some snow. Um, but we will see a high of 38. So if it does snow, it won't last because of the temperatures. Now, now Jesse, if you would have been around when these guys were around, they'd probably had a lot better trip. <laughs> I'm talking about Lewis and Clark. They probably could have planned a little better. Uh, but uh, this is part of our Indiana fun facts. Explorers Lewis and Clark, do you know where they started their trip from? Uh, did they start in St. Louis? No, uh, they started at Fort Vincennes right here in Indiana. Oh, that's okay. exactly right. On their okay. exploration of the Northwest Territory. Okay. See, Meriwether Lewis and William Clark were uh, chosen by the President of the United States at that time, Thomas Jefferson to explore the Louisiana Purchase. Were they surveyors? They, they, I think one was a surveyor and one was a soldier. Right. So, um, so uh, Jefferson sends these uh, people on a mission of discovery and, and that's what they called this group of individuals. They called it the core of discovery. And they started out in Vincennes and there's a little, uh, little sidebar to this. Uh, uh, at that time, uh, uh, they started out Vincennes, and it was William Clark's brother, George Rogers Clark, who had attacked uh, Vincennes during the Revolutionary War and took it from, from the British. Well, it's because they needed a place to start. <laughs> yeah, he, he knew that. <laughs> right. He yeah, knew yeah. that way they, back then. They needed a place to start. <laughs> to jump off. Yeah. And Jesse, you're right. A lot of people think the trip started in, in St. Louis. Yeah. But no, it actually started in Vincennes, Indiana. Now, didn't they take, like, didn't they take a, along an Indian friend with them? Well, they met an Indian friend along the way in North Dakota. And her name was Sacagawea. And she was married to a man by the name of Toussaint Charbonneau who had purchased her from the Hadatsu Indians, 
who had captured her from the Shoshone Indians as wow. a child. So that's where they met her and Lewis and Clark added Charbonneau because he spoke many Indian languages, but he had very little knowledge of the Shoshone language and Sacagawea remembered the Shoshone that she learned when she was a child before her capture. So they took the both of them. After interviewing many French fur trappers, they chose Charbonneau and his wife, Sacagawea. And she still was a child when she went on this trip. 16 years old. Oh my goodness. Today, those guys would probably be in jail. Yeah, Yeah. violation of the Mann Act. Uh, (laughs) Taking a woman across state line for moral purposes. So along the way, uh, through uh, Iowa, North, uh, North Minnesota, North Dakota, Idaho, and that's where Sacagawea's people were originally from, the Shoshones, were in Idaho. But they, they met them at a Hidatsu Indian camp in North Dakota. And then she led them west because she remembered how she had traveled from her people's land to uh, North, North Dakota. So it was interesting, and if you think about these, you talk about uh, William Clark and Meriwether Lewis, and you talk about Toussaint Charbonneau, all these people that were associated with this uh, core of discovery and this exploration of the Louisiana Purchase. Sacagawea is the only one on a a U.S. minted coin. Huh? Sacagawea is on a, a, we have Sacagawea silver dollars. They're not really silver anymore, but we've got Sacagawea silver dollars. And so she is a, a, a very important figure uh, for feminists in this country, for women groups of all kinds, uh, because of her contribution to the core discoveries, exploration of the Louisiana Purchase. And I think, it's, I think it is uh, uh, very, I think it's very good that she gets recognition for her contribution. Absolutely. And the sad part about Sacagawea is uh, she, uh, led them back uh, from the Pacific Ocean. They went all the way to the Pacific Ocean. And uh, one of the things when she was there uh, on the coast, she demanded to go see the monstrous fish. And the monstrous fish was a whale carcass that had washed up on the shore. And so she told Mary Weather Lewis and, and William Clark, she wasn't going to lead him back unless she got to go see the monstrous fish. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so we don't know how monstrous it was, but a, a whale carcass is pretty sure, large. It's pretty large big. Thing. So, <laughs> it's a good sized fish. Yeah. So on the way back, they dropped Charbonneau and Sacagawea off back at the Mandan camp that, or Fort Mandan that they had built there in Hadatsu Indian Country. They dropped them off. They stayed in touch with them and invited them to St. Louis to come there uh, because uh, uh, Meriwether Lewis uh, wanted to do good things for both of them and and hadn't been able to give them the just reward, as he called it, for their contribution. Sacagawea and uh, St. Charbonneau moved to St. Louis and she was dead in three years because she couldn't stand up. She didn't have the natural immunities to stand up to to some of the diseases that white people had. Well, speaking of death, that kind of leads us into the next thing, and it's about Kobe Bryant this weekend, the the, the helicopter crash he was in. I think we're going to let Jesse talk about this a little more than we are this time. So Sure. So as everyone knows, um, nine people were killed, not just Kobe, 
um, his 13-year-old daughter. Um, there are four other families that were, you know, involved in this and that we all need to be thinking of. Unfortunately, we hear Kobe and Gianna passed away and seven other people. Um, but those who passed are Sarah and Peyton Chester. Peyton was a basketball player on Gianna's basketball team. Uh, Christina Mauser, who was a coach for the team. Coach John Altabelli, his wife Carrie, and their young daughter Alyssa also passed, and as well as the, pi the pilot, Era Zobayan. Um, now this pilot was, you know, um, very experienced, had over 8,000 flight hours, um, from what other people have said who have used him in the past, very skilled also. Um, this was a very foggy morning. Um, again, this was around nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday, um, very foggy in that area. He was cleared to go ahead and fly, um, although he only had three miles of visibility, which is hardly anything when you're up in the sky. Um, <clears throat> so he was able to fly. They did, they're still working on some of the reports to see what's going on, the NTSB. Um, they're still doing some investigating and seeing what happened, but they did report yesterday that if the pilot would have been at least 20 to 30 feet higher. He wouldn't have hit the, the hill and, and crashed. Um, also, they did find that this helicopter is not equipped with a terrain alarm system. And that's not required um, from the, FF, the FAA, but around 15 years ago, an official in the FFA recommended that all aircraft with, that could carry at up to six people or more should have that on there. Um, but again, that's still not a requirement. So this may be something that comes from this, this crash to make some changes in, in some of the rules. Um, again, this was in Calabasas, California. Uh, Kobe Bryant, five-time NBA champion, 18-time All-Star, four-time, fourth in all-time scoring for the NBA. Um, and his daughter was an aspiring basketball player too. She wanted to be in the WNBA. And a lot of close friends to him said that she's better than he was at that age. Wow. Yeah. Now, was he just passed the night before that happened by LeBron James? Yeah, the night points? before he was passed, um, he was third, and now he's fourth after LeBron. A little, little note to that. Magic Johnson called him the greatest Laker of all time. Yeah. Coming from Magic Johnson, yeah. that's pretty high praise indeed. I'm not, you know, I'm a Pacers fan. I always have been a huge Pacers fan, and I don't like any other players, but Kobe was one of my favorites. Well, just, just one thing here. You know, you just... You don't want anyone to die, or and I just hope. I I, there, I don't think there's no right way to say this, but I just hope they were dead before the before they caught on yeah. fire. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I'd rather see that than the other. Right. So, uh, Jesse, I want to thank you for doing the Kobe tribute for us, and we're going to give you more assignments in the future <laughs> for, to, for, to do to do some stories for us. So. Uh, that's your kind of your maiden trip there, and you did a pretty good job. And well, yeah, you have your sin on assignment. Uh, uh, you you got to pay your own way. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I'm definitely down to to travel. I, 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 I may I may give you a McDonald's gift card. Well, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of travel, I think Brad wanted to send you to the Super Bowl to do a. Do I a, mean, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> he wants you to do some in-game analysis, though. Brad, who? <laughs> a different one, huh? Well, you so. know, on, on that, that sad story, I do have an uplifting, awesome story. Again, I said I'm a Pacers fan, and last night, Victor Oladipo returned. I don't know if you guys caught that game. 
Um, I seen was, him hit the shot that tied the yeah, game. Yeah, it was his first game back. He was struggling to hit threes all night. I think he shot four of them, missed every single one. He made a layup and a jumper and went to the line a few times. Um, but with three sec or nine seconds left in the game, we were down by three. He's way far back from the line. Hits a three, ties the game. We go into overtime and end up winning. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. That's a big, <laughs> big shot. Victor Oladipo back in a Pacers uniform. That, yes. that can only help the team. Absolutely. Now, we come, speaking of sports, and now we're going to switch to the upcoming event this Sunday. Brad, it's I... time for Uh-oh. your Super Bowl pick. <laughs> you, you are our sports guru. Uh, yeah. And, and this, this who, is who you tough, this, this is a tough game, but I I, I think I, I think Vegas has got it right. I, I think Kansas City is the best team in the game. I, I think you got to bet Kansas City. Okay, all right. Well, you heard it's, it here. It's 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 just it's a hard game. It really, is a tough it, game. It, it, you know, as a better, an occasional better out the book at, at Harris. You know, who's your park? I would not bet this game. This is not something that that. I would have enough confidence either way to bet this game. I, I think, I think you, I think the best bet would probably be bet a two-team parlay with Kansas City and the over. Over, yep. I think the over. Uh, Want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the people that uh, uh, help us out with the show, and uh, uh, I think it's uh, time to list them. Uh, first one that I'll do is. Uh, Witt's Carpet, 112 West Grand Avenue here in Anderson. Uh, John Whitaker is the owner and operator of this store. He has all your flooring needs. You got carpet, you got laminate, you got vinyl, you got hard surface, installation, uh, financing. Witt can do it all for any of your flooring needs. How about you, Brad? You got one? Yeah, we got the law office in the Kell Rector. She's located at 421 West 9th. She does criminal, she does bankruptcy, she does wills. She'll help you get a gun permit if you're if you're legally able to get one and having problems to do it. She does uh, expungements, she does specialized driving. And like I said, she's located at 421 West 9th Street and her phone number is 765-608-4422. And what do we say, Drew? If you're in jail or out on bail, call on the jail. That's correct. <laughs> Drew, you did that very well. That was good. Hey, I'd also like to talk about Levi, Levi Krusemeyer, a notch above the rest, tree trimming service. Uh, does tree trimming, does tree removal. Uh, discounts for senior citizens, milit- ex-military. And he also is a guy that uh, come and do your trees for you and take payments uh, so much per month to, to have this work done. Now, how... how, how Nobody does that anymore. No, no. Huh? So uh, if you need some uh, tree trimming done or a tree removed that maybe is a little danger to your house or something, call Levi Krusemeyer at a notch above the rest tree trimming service. Now, now, if you wanted to remove some spirits in your house or something, you know, <laughs> is there a place to go that you can get that done? Well, you got you got twisted twigs right here on what is it, East Tenth Street? Well, One Eleven East Tenth Street. One Eleven East Tenth Street. Uh, and you know we have to support our local witches. <laughs> they, they 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 sell they sell crystals there. They sell stones. They sell incense, oils, sage bundles. So you can get rid of the you can smudge your house. Right, right. whatever you got to do. Crochet dolls, voodoo dolls, and Jesse, you know one thing about a voodoo doll. If you buy a voodoo doll, what does not come with it? The curse, right? You got to put your own curse <laughs> on it. it. They they do not sell curses. 
<laughs> so those are some of the people that are, are uh, entrepreneurs here in Anderson, run businesses, they're local people. Get out there and support these local businesses. That's important to Anderson, Indiana. And, and these businesses we talk about, they, they don't give us a nickel to do this. We just give them a little plug. Week exactly after right. Week. So just like Randy said, get out and support them. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Support local business. That's important. And if you've got a local business in mind, make sure the next time you need uh, something or, or a service provided, support your local business rather than going out of town with those dollars because it's so important to the local economy. Right. Now that brings us to a, a segment in the show called Randy's Rant. Here we go. Now, folks. I'm going to Randy, start Randy. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about something that I've uh, been uh, glued to my television. But uh, my views are not the views of the program or the people that that uh, we name it's as not our the sponsors. Is it? Oh, yeah, I've been following. <laughs> like, I've been I've been following like it's a second job, you know. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm tired. Okay, I'm tired. I'm tired of Republicans covering up for the misdeeds of this president. The American people, in polling after poll, 75% want witnesses. And I'm afraid that the the Republican majority is going to vote not to have any documents, not to have any witnesses. And I'll tell you why this is terrible. Because if we do it this way, there's half the country going to think, Hey, he's guilty. The other half of the country is going to say, no, he didn't do anything wrong. And the country is as divided as it can possibly be now. The only way we can bring the country back together is to let them know the truth about what happens. And only firsthand witnesses and documents can do that. Let the American people know the truth. And if Republicans don't want to remove him from office, fine. But the electorate, the American people, will understand what the truth is, and they can make an informed decision on election day. That's why witnesses and documents are so important, so that the American people are informed. There is nothing more important or more pressing or more compelling than the people's right to know. And that's my rant for this week, folks. Now, now, Randy, out of all of the people... Donald Trump has hired and fired. In your mind, who is the one that's most qualified to do the job? It, it can only be one person. Who is that? Randy? It's Stormy Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> she's the only one qualified. She, she's to do the, the only job. one qualified to do the job she was hired to do. Now, see, I've been having a problem at my house. I have a sign that I put out in my yard that says, um, "Make America Honest Again." Imprisoned Trump. <laughs> you know, and, and for some reason, it comes up missing. <laughs> Somebody usually steals usually they take it and throw it in my tree or across the street, but they've taken it this time. It's completely gone. So now the war's on. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's so, on. The, it, it, the war's on. So they're going to have to take one every day for the next two years. <laughs> so You got plenty gonna, of them? Uh, I'm going to have plenty of them. <laughs> you know... I don't really think it's too much to ask from any elected official, from our local mayor, clear up to the President of the United States, to give us three things. To give us honesty, to give us integrity, and accountability. I don't think that's too much to ask of anyone. 
that's elected to public office. And we're not getting that out of this president. So that's my rant for the week. I want to thank everybody for being on the program. Drew, I really liked your slogan there. Huh? <laughs> Drew will be back with us next week. He'll have something else to tell us about. Jesse will be uh, looking for a little story to do. And, and maybe, maybe this next week, since we had a couple things about Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. passing and we had Auschwitz, Let's kind of look for a warm, fuzzy story yeah. To, yeah, to, like to do next week. Huh? <laughs> How about that? Sure. It's Randy Willis with my buddy Brad Cox, Jesse the Hurricane Hummer Cows, and my pal Drew signing off. Honey, this is the old left-hander. I'm rounded third, headed for home. <laughs>